Hello, and welcome to another student election debate with Slim Radio. This time, it's the turn of the CSR, the Central Student Council. This debate is being split into two halves, so you at home, if you get to the end of this and you're left wanting more, don't worry, there's plenty still to come. My name is Niall Moore. I'm a host on the Slim Radio News podcast, and I'm joined today by five candidates, all of whom want your vote. So who are you going to give that vote to? It actually really, really matters. The CSR is the strongest voice that students have within the UVA's corridors of power. Uh, If you don't know much about the CSR, let me introduce you very briefly. There are two official capacities that they have. The first one is the big one. That's the right to consent. They can consent to lots of different things, but the main thing they can consent to is the university's proposed budget for the year. So this is the money. For better or for worse, this is what it all comes down to. And whoever you elect from this group of five people is going to be able to make sure that that budget reflects spending that is going to improve your university experience in the way you want it to be improved. The second thing they can do is the right to advise. Now, this may sound like a slightly token role, but it absolutely isn't. This means two things. First of all, they, can, they have a voice directly to the executive board at the university. And they're also in a bunch of committees, including with professors. And we know from the inside, from those professors, from the executive board, that they really do listen to what that CSR representative has to say. So this is an important role. It's a powerful role. Those are the two official things, but there is obviously something else that these guys are really going to be able to help with, and that's in the unofficial capacity as a focal point for student-led action. Not long ago, the university tried to ban exchange exchange programmes next year, I believe it was, and there was uproar. It was a CSR member who rallied opposition to this proposal from the university, took it to the media, collected thousands of signatures on a petition and ultimately pressured the university to overturn its position. Again, this person has real responsibility. They have real power. It's really important who you elect here today. So the winner is going to spend the next year working for you. The losers, well, they face a terrible fate. They will be cast out from Amsterdam and forced to spend the rest of their miserable little lives in Brussels. So, rules. Before we get into it, here are the rules. There are five of you. We've had other debates this week where there have been three and even they have managed to descend into chaos. So it's really important, really important that we play this easy, okay? We're just going to be nice and respectful to one another. Everyone has a right to be heard. So if someone's speaking, please allow them to do so. If you want a right of reply, you can absolutely have it. But raise your hand and I'll call on you. Okay. Uh, Also, don't go on too long. Don't waffle. There's a lot to get through. So keep it to the point. Uh, That's going to show me and everyone at home that you really know what you're talking about. First of all, because if you're to the point, it means you've already clarified everything in your head. If you waffle... We're going to start suspecting you're talking out of your arse. Um, and the other, the last thing is, is that I will shush you. That's the magic word. When I shush you, it means please be quiet because, you know, either you're jumping in or you're, you're getting too, um, creating too much chaos. And we don't want that. So, welcome to the debate. Thank you all for coming. I'm going to start with a very simple question. I'm going to start on my left. Tessa from Inter, tell us, why are you running for the CSR? Yes, uh, I'm running for the CSR because I think there needs to be more transparency and democracy in the councils. I've 
seen myself uh, in the past year that I didn't really know what was going on in the councils and I thought that was really sad. Um, so I want to make sure that the work of the councils is heard and seen by the students. Okay, but why, that's good, that gives me a sort of a sense of your policies, but why are you running for the CSR? Why do you want to be in this council for next year? What motivated you to do this? Yeah, I think I'm a really dedicated person, I'm really motivated and I normally take things into my hands. Okay. So instead of just complaining about things and that bother me, I kind of really want to be there and actively fight for change. And I think I have great ideas and that's why I'm running for the CSR. What was it that made you want to fight for change within the UFO? What did you see that made you think like, I've got to do something to help? Yeah, I think there was the, the lot of issues the students faced this year and that were not really heard by the UFO. So okay. kind of... Uh, a lot of students felt, I think, unheard and kind of forgotten about. Mm. And I think that's what I really want to want to fight for. And that's what also made me uh, consider running for, this, for the council. OK. OK, thank you. Abby, with yes. O2O. <laughs> yes. Again, and you know, this isn't, I don't want to hear your policies just now. We've yeah, got yeah, videos where you talk about that. Okay, I want to know what motivates it. you to yeah, join the CSR. Yeah, yeah so um, I study political science and... Um, I got into that when I was around 16 years old. I ended up writing a paper on um, on educational reform. I was okay. very angry about standardized testing and how it doesn't reflect students' abilities. And um, ever since then, I feel like I've just been led down this path where I want to get more and more involved. Um, I joined O20 on the policy writing team, and I write policies. And it's something that I just really enjoy doing because I feel like it's doing something good for the students, um, but I also just really enjoy it. And mm. I thought, you know, I want to do more. I want to make more of an impact because I can see these policies and how they affect the students and how this can help. And I really want to translate that uh, to a higher level as well. Um, so I feel like have I've you, just been have you written any path. Have you written any policies yet for your party? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's I, the one uh, you're proudest of? Oh, that's a really good question. I think um, it's probably the one, one of the main ones that I'm running on is... Um, a uh, housing platform. Right. Um, I think it was one of my first, actually, and I'm just really proud that um, that I can run on it. And um, I think that it's ambitious, but I do think it's possible. And, and when uh, you when you write your policies, I mean, housing is obviously a big issue, and I'm yeah, sure yeah, we're going yeah, to yeah. cover it in oh, depth throughout the <laughs> sure, debate. Yeah. Um, but you say you write a policy which is a solution to a problem. How did you define the problem? How did yeah, you yeah. structure the policy? What I'm cautious of, and I'm sure everyone's always cautious of, is that people propose policies that sound good rather than being bedded in the nitty gritty of what's actually doable and working within the structures that exist. So your housing policy, how's that going to work? So you want me to talk about my policy? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Go into it. Yeah, so we do have a very, um, we follow a structure for all of the policies that we write. We have a problem statement. Well, we also have phases. Mm -hmm. So we begin with an idea and Mm -hmm. we research, is this feasible? What does this look like at at, uh, other universities? What can we do? Um, You know, what does the budget look like if we can access that information? Because it is difficult to access. Um, But we follow this structure that we all do. And so um, initially... um, It's been revised now, but when I first joined, it was a bit um, more free. But in researching this, we really looked at, okay, what do other universities do? And we used an example of Yale University. um, And we actually did get a criticism that, you know, of course, Yale has a much larger budget. It's Mm. a different university. And we did some more research on other universities. But basically, this housing platform that we want to offer or advocate for UVA to incorporate would... um, be a place where students can go and maybe if they're subleasing a room, if they want to, what a lot of universities do is they have um, external landlords that they partner with and they vet these landlords. 
um, through through their platform. It's right. an online platform, so they can say, okay, this landlord's okay. Like because we spoke to many students who were in unsafe positions, their landlord would show up. They'd make them really uncomfortable, um, and I just don't think that that's acceptable. Because of course, the housing crisis is much larger than Uva. It's much yeah. larger than the country. Um, but I think you know, if you want to get practical about it. A lot of universities do this. A lot of universities with lower yeah. budgets. And would um, you say that housing is the big issue for you? Um, I think along with mental health. Okay. Um, but yeah, one of them okay. for sure. Cool. From personal experience, I mean, uh, when I first moved here, I didn't have housing for two months. It was really stressful. I failed my first exam because of it. Um, so yeah, okay. it's it's really important. All right. Thank you. Hello, uh, Yuri Devry. Yeah, hello. Hello, pleasure how are to you? Be here. Yeah, and yeah. it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us then, why why are you running for the CSR? I'm running uh, for the CSR because I want to give back to the community, you know, to the UVA. Uh, and I want to make a, yeah, a studying a better experience for every student. Okay, but I haven't heard anything specific there. I need to understand, you personally, you must have woken up one day and thought to yourself, I want to do student politics. Why? Is this something for your CV? Uh, no, that's not. Okay. Uh, thank you for framing me that way uh, at the beginning. <laughs> it's a question. You yeah, can answer. No, if the right. answer is no, then I haven't framed you. No, that's true. Well, I can um, answer this with a... Because, you know, it's a start with an, a concrete experience from, from myself. Yeah. Because um, I noticed that uh, I thought I um, had trouble with lectures when I wasn't there and they weren't recorded. Right. Because, um, you know, I work 20 hours a week apart, apart from studying. Um because I have to pay for housing, for example. <laughs> um, so I thought, oh, it would be nice if the lectures are recorded when I have to work on that day. And then, well, I thought, who can change that? Well, the CSR can change it. So that's one example, a concrete example, why I want to be in CSR okay. and what I want to change. Is that, the, is that your main policy position? Is that the thing you think, the biggest problem you think needs to be solved? Uh, I wouldn't call it the biggest problem, but it's it one of our main issues. Okay, what do you think is the biggest problem that you could help to solve as a member of the CSR? Uh, I guess we can all agree on what the biggest issues are. So I guess mental health and housing indeed, and, you know, social safety. What um, do you mean by social safety? Well, you know that if you have a complaint about a teacher who has done something, yeah, that you're being heard. Right, okay. Okay, thank you. Um, Sophia, UVA Social. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Ufa Social. Ufa Social. Mm -hmm. Okay, forgive me. <laughs> no worries. But tell us why you're running for the CSR. Yeah, so um, I took part actually in a two-week-long program. It was, I think it was beginning of May. It was called Global Citizenship Program. It was kind of uh, like interlinked with the Sustainable Development Goals, the UN right. ones. And at the end, there was kind of an activity, you had to submit this as well, where you have to come up with a plan, a precise plan, how you yourself in your, you know, direct community mm. are going to make a difference, you know, towards these policy issues, the sustainable development goals. And I was kind of thinking what I could do that was kind of uh, helpful in my, you know, environment. And I thought that uh, to take the opportunity to grasp kind of the chance to have a voice for students as well. Uh, was super important so I wrote that down and I kind of planned out how I was going to try and uh, run to you know voice my opinions as well. Okay have you always been driven to be in politics? Definitely I was a big uh, model UN person in high school oh, yeah. as well so yeah, yeah. that was my thing I loved it I loved you know informing myself on something debating it with other students uh, even if obviously we weren't able to make a direct change in a, a global you know international relations issue just being able to um, listen to other opinions and to 
form a policy option as well that we would uh, come up with at 16 years old. But um, yeah, so definitely. Okay. And what's the biggest, what do you think the biggest issue is at the UFA at the moment? I think, um, like the other candidates before me said, there's, uh, you know, mental health as well, housing, obviously. But I think the reason that the whole um, uh, advocating for more open access to sexual assault help resources, right. the reason I chose that was because I think that it's such an underdeveloped topic at the UFA. Right. So I think the other ones, you know, there are things that are currently being done. We want to continue doing those things. But I felt that that was one where it was um, basically absent. Okay. Okay, so you are aware that there are many platforms that need to be pushed forward, but you want to make sure that one that's currently not being heard is... Exactly, yeah. Okay, all right, thanks. And lastly, we've got Luana, hello, from the Activist Party. Yes, correct. Why are you here? Why do you want to be in the CSR? Yeah, um, yeah I was thinking that also when you were asking the other persons, but... Yeah, I just remember that I first really didn't want to be in the CSR. Okay. <laughs> which is kind right. of weird. Yeah, I was part of that UFA. I don't know if other people remember it, but for people who are new at the university, uh, it was mostly a party that ran for CSR, for example. And if it got votes, it would use the money that it got for the positions that it didn't take for protests at the university. Right. So that was the setup. Uh, but then... I, I was part of Red Ufa and then I actually joined the FSR and I just noticed how much more information you get once you're in the council. And I was also kind of shocked because I was really active in student politics and also trying to research stuff. But still, there were so many things I could not access because I was not in a student council. Um, like what, what kind of information did you suddenly have access to? Yeah, it's just... To know what the the bestuders the students? no the not students but the management oh, yeah. what what points they're discussing what points they're not listening to how they're not listening to it uh, and also some things are confidential and you can't share them obviously but um, there are some plans that would make most students pretty upset if they knew about it. Um, but most students didn't know about it. Mm. So it, that, that for me is the reason to think, okay, if I want to continue activism at the university, I also need to be part of, of a student council to get that information and yeah. also be active there. And in terms of your activism, what, what issues are you pushing hardest for at the moment? Um, well, I think most people know me from the, the protests, like the big Me Too protest last year that, uh, on Reuters Island and I also camped at Reuters Island for uh, the same cause so yeah that's what people are most likely to know me of but I'm mostly against everything that's neoliberal yeah okay so you're, you're against all the bad stuff yeah sure <laughs> but okay the CSR the mm -hmm. person whoever gets this role is going to have an important voice as we've already discussed but they're also going to have limited opportunities to use that voice there are only so many meetings to go to there are only so many opportunities you get to represent on behalf of the students you, you're going to have a limited agenda there are many things and we've already heard them mental health flexibility around learning housing all of these are huge issues but what are you going to focus on? I've no doubt that you've got the activist spirit and I've no doubt that yeah. you've got the commitment, but mm -hmm. where are you going to channel it? Yeah, what I have also noticed uh, during my time in the council is that in the council, people are really good at nitpicking over every single little policy 
And I've already decided to not do that. Okay. So I can just focus on the really important big stuff. Because I think you do have enough time. And also I've seen how much people in the council work. And in that time, it's really possible to make enough change. Yeah. yeah. But let's, let's, let's be fair to ourselves <laughs> and let's be yeah. fair to you and assume that you're not going to get a perfect solution to post-corona learning dynamics between being in lecture halls and, and being at home. You're probably not going to solve the housing crisis that Amsterdam is currently going through in one year, but you can push it forward for sure. And you're probably not, you know, you could absolutely focus all of your energy into setting up new mechanisms to help students who've been the victims of sexual, sexual harassment and sexual assault. You can't do them all. True. You're probably not going to be able to do them all. I have no doubt you're going yeah. to try and that's great, but you're not going to be able to do them all. So where do you think you'll focus? Yeah, well, to be honest, my focus is really on getting students actively participating in student democracy. Okay. So I, my idea was also, I'm not sure if it will go through, but I will try my best to get a newspaper, like a small paper to give out to students about the big issues that right. are running in the council. So maybe I'm not able to do everything, but if a lot of students read it and they're aware of stuff, maybe they can also pick up something yeah. and they can get funding by us and by OSFA. So okay. that's really what I'm going for. So I'm not cool. already setting limitations. No, no, no. no sorry. But that's, that's, <laughs> that is a concrete thing. I understand. Yeah. Let's pick up on that. And I want to throw this question out to whoever would like to answer it. Uh, we know that student engagement with student politics is bad. This, you know, it's, we're just breaking into the double digits in terms of voter turnout. Why do you think that is? Why do you think students are disengaged from student politics? Yeah, yeah. please. Maybe Tessa. I can start because it's one of my main points as well in my campaign. Okay. Uh, I think the biggest problem is that people don't really know what's going on. And if they don't know what's going on, they don't, they don't see the chance of getting involved and they don't see the chance to um, being able to voice their opinion. They don't know where to go to voice their concerns. They don't know what the people are actually talking about in the councils. So I think the communication is a really, really big thing and that should go throughout the year. So informing people, informing all students about what is going on in the meetings, informing all students kind of what issues are important at the moment, what issues are getting pushed and how they're getting pushed as well. And uh, inviting people to be more involved. Maybe that could be through like focus groups, for example, that okay. could be through um, having open hours where people can go and, and voice their opinions and actually also make sure that those opinions are pushed and, and concerns are heard. Because if people see that they actually take that they're actually taken seriously, I think then they're also more inclined to actually give their vote and be more in, informed mm. and involved. Amongst your friendship groups, your peers, what's the what's the atmosphere like in terms of student politics? Do people talk about it at all? Do they have an opinion on it? I'm seeing a lot of shaking heads. Does no one care? Do, do your friends not care? Um, I mean, to be completely honest, I think they care because I'm running. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're getting more involved. But I mean, we never talk about the issues, you know, normally, sorry, <laughs> normally, um, <laughs> People don't really, I don't hear people say, I mean, I hear a lot of complaints, I think, um, about... in this, but it's not through my friend groups. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll hear it in group chats or okay. we'll see it in group chats. Um, but normally it doesn't end up going any further than maybe like something that an education coordinator deals with, um, something like that. But you say, so there are big issues that are sort of, you know, beyond the powers of an education coordinator, such as housing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <of> <laughs> And oh, I remember, I remember. Uh, 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 and uh, do people care about housing 
you, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, okay. I mean, okay, this is because the way you, yeah, you the way you're making it sound is that people. Are no, like, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. Well, okay. So I think another aspect is that people feel a bit of a sense of because I I totally agree with what you said as well, Tessa. And I think that I wanted to add to that as well and say that I also just think that people feel like well nothing's going to change, so whatever. Yeah. Right. Why do I care? Um. Yeah. And so I feel like yeah, the point about the focus groups is actually something that I thought of as well, which is super interesting. But um. Yeah, I think there's that aspect to it. But people are talking about housing. It's just difficult because it's not just a university issue. Yeah. So they'll say, oh, you know, like this housing crisis, what do we do? Blah, blah, blah. Because it goes further. It goes to a, you know, a national level, international level. Yeah. So I think that that's what's really difficult about an issue like that. Because yes, um, that matters to a lot of people and a lot of people will talk about it. But I feel like I also am contained in a bubble where... Um, a lot of those conversations are around the policies that I write. So yeah. I think that it's also important. I don't know outside of my own bubble if yeah. people are talking. I assume that they are, of yeah. course. But. From what I understand, so you said something interesting there. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it was to an effect that people don't think things will change. They're not sure. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think that people, um, because they don't, because of the lack of information and the lack of clarity, sometimes people don't know what's going on and they don't really know how to get involved. Then it's just, you know, they say, oh, well, this happens every year. I don't think this is going to change. So why should I get involved? Right. Um, and that's kind of really, I mean, I thought about this a lot and I'm like, why, why? And that's kind of the conclusion that I've come to is that people just really don't feel like, oh, whatever, like it's, it's a institution. We can't do anything. So. Yeah. Okay. A lot of the, you're right. I mean, you know, there are housing policies that come straight from the central government that dictate the reality yeah, on the ground yeah. here in Amsterdam. And I guess a big question for the group is whether students are right. This is, I don't think they are, but I want to know what you think, whether or not students are right to feel like there's kind of no point. Things have been getting worse. Have they not have housing? has not for years been getting more expensive and more inaccessible. The number of, you know, the difficulty in finding safe housing has gone up. At the same time, university fees are going up. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, Yuri, you're working 20 hours a week to make sure that you can afford to be here. Whereas how long ago was it when Dutch students were essentially given a free university place by the government? Does anyone know? I don't. But I know at one point was there not... Was it not the national policy that essentially there was a lot more student support from the government? Well, I guess it was uh, about a year before I went to go to uh, the uni. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess three or four years ago, I guess. Right. So there are these big structural things that are making everything harder. Can you guys do anything to fix it? Is there any, you know, like, is the CSR got anything it can do? Does it have any value when these are such big systemic issues? Yuri? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I would like to make an addition to what was been said about the okay. uh, previous point, because I think all those uh, points that have been mentioned come down to making what we do and what we can do as concrete as possible, and then communicating what we can do uh, in the best way possible. So, for example, the proctoring uh, lawsuit is a good example of a very concrete issue where the CSR had, has had a great voice. And, you know, I guess when you make that clear to people... Mm. Because, you know, most of the students I know are care very uh, about, very much about proctoring, but they do not know uh, maybe that it is because of the CSR that this lawsuit is um, happening at the first place. Yeah. Okay. So I guess if you're communicating those kind of uh, yeah, things that we can do more clearly and, and yeah, 
So that's an addition I want. Yeah, to and that's really, you know, look, don't get me wrong. It's great. The reversal of the university's decision about the exchange programme, proctoring, these are all things that have benefited students and the CSR deserves credit for that. But what we're talking about here are bigger issues which over time have degraded the student experience at the UFA. And I want to know if you feel like the CSR can do anything about those. Please. Uh, yes, Abby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I think, um, of course, UVA also has um, direct ties to um, the Dutch government as mm -hmm. well. Um, of course, uh, national, all the universities here do. But um, I think that CSR has a duty also to try to, um, you know, push the UVA to do more in that aspect too, to lobby the government more and to do things to, um, you know, I don't know if I can think concretely right now, but I mean, I think it's, I think that's a big thing is that, right. you know, we can say, okay, you really need to, to lobby about this and to try to figure this out because you have access that we do not to this, to this government entity. Uh, yes, sorry, I've got two hands up. Let's do this. Um, I'll give Yuri first because he hasn't spoken quite as much. Yuri. Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, a shame that you were uh, giving me the first uh, turn because I was uh, thinking about my answer. Oh, well, then, <laughs> then, then let's go to Tessa. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think we should definitely also focus on on big issues and trying to maybe draw attention to those issues. Mm. But I think what is really important, especially in the CSR, is seeing what we can actually do. Right. You know, so like focusing on, on even if it's small things um, that the CSR can actually work on and can improve and can, you know, make the student experience better because that is what actually where our power lies. You know, right. like seeing what actual issues students are facing. And of course, there's big issues like, like housing and tuition, but there's also so many small issues that are, in my opinion, uh, also very important. They matter. To solve. They exactly. Matter. And they can make such a big impact as well. Um, and I think that is the big, the big thing of the CSR, finding those issues and being able to actually do something about those, because then we can directly work on them. Okay. And we can directly, like, you know, use our energy for that. And we can also hopefully see results then. Okay. Because obviously um, housing is important, but I don't know if we can, in a year especially, be able to see results and be able to, you know... Push yeah, that agenda. Well, it's always a danger a of, of kind of, you know, election cycle politics. Exactly. But then, okay, so my question is, if anyone disagrees, we have over here a fair argument that there are small isolated issues that the CSR can concretely fix. Does anyone think that the CSR should be focusing more instead on the really big issues? Yes, please, Luana. Yeah, um... I feel like one of the reasons why students might have, this is not to attack you, by the way, no but, uh, <laughs> but why I feel like some students aren't as participating anymore in student democracy is that I feel that they can't have real change. And if the CSR, like, as you said in your introduction, has the biggest power and we're also focusing on small matters, I'm kind of inclined to to agree with the students who aren't as interested anymore in student politics because you don't feel like you can change anything because you're always worrying about such small things and the real issues that are concerning your everyday life feel kind of under snowed. And I obviously do acknowledge that some problems are harder to solve than like the small matters, but those are the things that need solving. And that's where the most of the attention should lie, I, I feel like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Any specifics in mind? Um, well, for example, with the the policy around 
sexual assault. Like obviously we can change the policy and we can discuss the the really intricate details of it, but it's also uh, a bigger structure at the university that needs to change if we see what has happened and if we read that in the NRC article. So we also need to change the way management deals with this power they have been given to and their their uh, interests in on the one hand protecting students but in the other at the other hand also being interested in their money and their reputation and the reputation of their teachers i mean those are bigger problems that are can't be changed by policy but only with discussion with students yeah. and with the management i but just wanted to make one clarification with small issues i didn't mean like I don't no, know, I, I, no, no, no. lessons I think, or something, but yeah. I meant like topics that you can solve at the university, which is like mental health, Yes, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sorry, just to make that no, clear. No, 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 fine. <laughs> um, oh, I had something to say, now it's gone. Oh, I love it when that happens. Um, <laughs> what was my point? It's part of the experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, Been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Solidarity around the table. <laughs> this is turning out far less violent than I thought it would. And far more cooperative. It's lovely. Um, okay, I want to pick up on what you were just saying there to talk about those bigger societal issues. And let's focus in on sexual assault and, let's, and sexual harassment. Do you think, actually, I'm going to stop myself there. Niall, thank you. You've said too much because I've remembered what I wanted to say previously. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, you mentioned there that the university has priorities in terms of money and making money and protecting its reputation. Do you think that the university prioritises those, generally speaking, over the welfare of students? Yes. Why do you think they do that? What do you think their motivation is for doing that? <sighs> Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but I feel like when you're in management, but also if you're in a council and we should all be conscious of that, there's a certain type of way of talking to each other where you kind of ignore or forget the the people you're talking about. I have heard so many people in the council being like, oh, wow, I never really talk to students who aren't in councils, for example. And I feel that for management, it's really easy to forget who students are or really interact with them and that you kind of are stuck in this management where is the money coming in and where is it going out and that you eventually just forget it i don't believe management is full of evil people obviously but i feel like it's just not the focus of management to right now to care about well-being is it fair to say that, you know, management, and we go back up to the sy systemic issues here, that there is a need for the university to get its own money in? It needs to make money, especially because government support has been cut. And that could explain why there are more international students coming that some people have spoken about as being detrimental to the cohesiveness of the university culture here. People feel like things are just a little bit more fragmented than they perhaps used to be. And, and I guess you guys wouldn't know because you know this is the experience of former students and your students now but that is uh, a sense from people who have been observing for a while but then the question is if that's all coming from the system and you to an extent can you not forgive the management for staring down the barrel of a massive budget deficit and thinking like fuck me we need to get more uh, we need to sell off our buildings we need to sell off um, housing stock we need to get more international students in because they can pay through the nose for our education and all of this stuff can you not forgive them for that does it not make sense 
Well, I mean, it helps explain it, but it doesn't help excuse it. So what should they do? If they've got, if they need to be financially sustainable and we're saying that the things that they're doing at the moment are not worth the cost, if we could put it that way, mm-hmm. what would, what should they do instead? Um, remind the government that education is a fundamental right and not something to be uh, a free market and not something that's opening up to the the trail sense okay. whatever of society. I like, see, I like yeah. that and let's workshop an idea here because how do you rally the student body to do something drastic enough to make the university make that point to government if you follow my chain of command there but how do we get enough students to give enough of a shit about that so that they go to the university and they say you know and you you are an activist and you have occupied buildings and you've done perhaps many of the things that are available in terms of protest but how do we make this big enough how would you make that big enough to get the university to really listen and go to Mark Rutter and say something has to change um Okay, so I hope that this will kind of answer the question, but I also wanted to touch on the finances as well. Okay. Um, But I think this is really difficult for me because I have a really hard time finding financial information. It's not very accessible. There is the allocation model, which I know the CSR implemented um, pretty recently as well, which Mm -hmm. is great, but I still really struggle figuring out like what the finances of the UVA are, how they're split in the faculties, where the money goes. The categories are kind of vague. I've done so much research and I still am just scratching the surface. Can I just so, inter- interject there? So sure. whoever here wins the election is going to be put in, is going to be thrown in at the deep end because the budget is decided or is passed sure. to the CSR sure. for their approval October, November, yeah, when you're yeah. very new to the job and you haven't yeah. had much time to get under the skin. How are you going to be able to give a uh, educated response to whatever budget they propose to you? If you've already found it so difficult to, yeah, well, I mean, to do the research. I don't know. I think that's difficult. I think because what I was trying to make the point is that I think like we need more accessibility to this information. And I think maybe that's how you could also rally students. Like if students are saying, oh, my gosh, my money is yes. going to this. What What is happening? Right. Um, so I feel like and especially for the incoming members, you know, the point you just made, like it's difficult. How, how are you supposed to know? And I think that I mean, that's why you just get thrown into it. And people say, you know, it's, it's really hectic. It's, it's kind of stressful. Um, so you, I guess you have to be prepared for that. Um, I mean, I do have the information that's out there, right? Like I, I've read through the documents, I've read pages of pages of mm-hmm. documents. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not very, um, I guess financially educated, if you will. But, um, sure. a lot of those terms are difficult as well. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's difficult for me to understand. So I think, I mean, not even just for the CSR coming in, but for, for all students to be able to understand where the money's going, what, you know, I, I think that's a huge issue. And I think like when you want your representatives in the council to be able to have an educated background on, okay, how do we make these finances? I mean, you have to, you have to give us something. I mean, yeah. how, you know? So why, if, if we need to know where the money is going, because everything that we're proposing here requires budget, right? Yeah. Everything you would like to yeah. see done yeah. requires an allocation of the pot to your cause. In order to be able to make an argument that, you know, um, sexual assault services or housing or any of these things should have, you need to first know where the money is going. So why isn't this everyone's number one thing? Why isn't this the first port of call to say, 
well, the first thing we need to do is figure out where the money's going so that we can figure out where it, it, it could go. I mean, you can see the faculty division, so you can kind of say, well, I guess it's going to this faculty. And um, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so vague. And so, um, I mean, what we have a lot in our policies is we have estimates and we say, well, we think we can advocate for the UVA to um, include this in the budget. And I think that's part of the position that you are in as well yeah. when you enter. Is, my understanding I mean, is that in the budget, in terms of when they break it down by categories, there's no mental health category at the moment. Sure, yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. student welfare category. So, yeah. it's, guys, it's, we're rallying you right now. <laughs> this is all our number one. As we issue. should. I mean, as we yeah, should. Like, yeah. seriously, I seriously. Think, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm, yeah. I hadn't thought about that being the number one issue, but I mean, now that now that you bring yeah. it up and we're talking about it, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. But that I think that goes hand in hand with, trans- with transparency again. Yeah. The univ- we have to be transparent as a student council, but the university has to be transparent with us as well. Yeah. Because yes. otherwise, we can't really do a good job. Yeah. Okay. So, and so there is, you know, there's the difference between whoever here gets elected saying this and being the voice of that, and it's important. But I can't help, the cynic in me can't help but feel that it's not until you get a lot of voices, a chorus of many yeah. students that yeah. anyone's actually going to pay attention. Do you think yeah. that's fair? Is this CISR role the one dominant voice, or is it someone who should actually just be a conduit for... The student body as a whole. Uh, yes, Tessa. Yeah, again, coming back to my biggest campaign issue, being democratic as a student council, because we are we are a few elected students, but we are actually there to represent the whole student body. Mm. We are not there to like you know push our own agendas and push our own issues, uh, but we are there to first of all know what the the students are facing. We are students ourselves, but also there's so many more students. Uh, so I think that is really important to first to get to know what the issues are, what students are facing, just not just what we ourselves are facing, but also what other students are facing. And then being able to, you know, actually work on that and being able to also communicate that back to the students so that they know what's going on. They know they feel heard and they feel understood. Yeah. Um, and that's how you can, I think, get people to be more involved and get people to also help you out more in, in you know, telling yeah. you what they what their issues are. And, and yeah, I think that's really, really important and one of the biggest issues. CSR is facing so and you know there is there's a there's a mountain to climb here and it feels like whoever this person is going to be needs to be very comfortable at putting themselves out there talking to students en masse um is that something that you're all you think you're all comfortable with sort of putting yourselves out there as a name and as a face and as a voice that everyone knows is there you know is there anyone here who doesn't feel comfortable You, you can say it and it's fine. Yuri? Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I would like to chime in. Yes. Not because I wouldn't be comfortable be doing no, no, it. Don't worry, we won't, we, won't presume, to... we won't presume guilt. We won't <laughs> presume guilt. Yeah. But uh, because I wanted to, to you know, um, say that I think I would be capable to. And okay. not because I'm assuming, but because I have already done it. In what way? Uh, because uh, we have the Labour Party here in the Netherlands, the yeah, Partij van de Arbeid. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I started the youth organization there because it wasn't there. And I thought oh, it would be nice to have a youth organization here because they do very important work. Yeah. So I started it with a few others. And, you know, we went talking to people. What would they like to see in politics, you know, um, on another level? But what would they like to see? And so then um, this would be an example of, yeah, you know. Okay. When you say you went and spoke to people, what talked to me specifics? Did you... What were you doing? Were you going around with a dictaphone and interviewing people? Were you handing out flyers? What 
you know, let because you know, these it's very easy to say that I'm going to be an activist and I'm going to go out and I'm going to try and reach people and bring them onto my cause. But I want to know how you've done that and how you intend to do it. I want you to tell people who are listening here the specifics. Well, I think it's a little bit easier for us, thankfully, to do it here because you know, when you talk about people um, for politics on a nationwide level, obviously the issues they come up with are more difficult sure. to solve you know yeah but when you talk to students they might say well you know the coffee i just bought and have in my hand right now is a little bit expensive and then you can write it in your notepad and you know then you have a very concrete uh, point you can bring forward so sure. i think you know just talking to people brings up con um, mostly issues that are concrete enough to solve and the issues that are left that are maybe a little bit bigger you can then solve you know um yourself in the council yeah are we going to raise the um, the rate of student voting from 14% or whatever it is by talking about the price of coffee? <laughs> I guess it's one issue. That it's you can, one issue, but <laughs> that you, we've, can talk we've, about. you know, for the first half an hour here, we've touched on really big cultural systemic issues and it, they're there. And if they're that big, then it feels like they need to be the thing we're focusing on. Right. Yes, you well, the coffee example was just because it was a very concrete example. Of course. But, you know, we, we <laughs> have talked about the CSR doing more yeah, fundamental and important stuff. You know, the Procter & Case being one. Yeah. But the CSR has also, you know, put their hands, uh, their foot in the sand and, you know, said we don't approve of the budget unless there uh, goes more money to student psychologists last okay. year. And so the UFA did that. So, you know, um, the coffee being a concrete example, but, you know, the CSR can do more fundamental stuff, as you would call it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yes, uh, Luana. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you looking at your notes, forgetting my name. It's okay. It's okay, I've forgotten everyone's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, I, I actually don't agree that the proctoring example is a good example of how the CSR works, because it wasn't this democratic body that was like, hey, we don't like proctoring, let's cancel it. It was hey, proctoring is being introduced. We don't agree with it. They haven't really asked our opinion. And now we've put it out and they say, well, good luck with that. We're not, we're still, we still need to use proctoring. And then they filed a lawsuit, which yeah. they lost. I mean, that's, that's not a great example of democracy at hand, if you ask me, especially if you look at all the money that the UFA has for lawyers. I mean... If you're a democratic body, you don't need to hire a lawyer to make your point across. You have already the power to make your point across. So I feel like um, in a CSR, it's, it's really important to know that your your power is really limited. And it also depends on the, the control you have from students. I don't think I quite understand the criticism. I, so okay. <laughs> just because, because, so you're saying that... So if I understand the way that this works, it was the CSR who brought legal proceedings against the UFA uh, yeah. over the proctoring issue. Mm -hmm. Given that the UFA wasn't, wasn't listening to uh, the CSR and student voices before the lawsuit, is that not the right thing to have done? To, I mean, I, it feels like, you know, um, really going big, but perhaps that's all they could do is go to the courts. 
I mean, yeah, obviously from the CSR it was a good choice, but it's not a good example of how the CSR works. I mean, okay, let's rephrase it. It's nice that people in the CSR care yeah. and everyone agrees with that. Like everyone wants to make a change and everyone wants to be important. And people in the CSR obviously feel responsible because otherwise they wouldn't push it through and go to a lawsuit. But my criticism is not of those council members, but it's a criticism of the democratic body as such that they need to go have a lawsuit instead of just having their voices heard. And I think for every CSR council member, it's important to remember that that your power is dependent on how much um, control you have or how much people are also paying attention to what you're saying and the rights that are being ignored. Right. So it's it's dem- it's undemocratic because the CSR can want to do lots of things, but ultimately it can only do as much as the university allows it to do. Yes. And how would you change that if you were elected to the CSR? By protesting. Because okay. I believe that once you're protesting and you're putting it out in the media, I mean, that's the really the thing that management really cares about, their reputation. So once you're... Uh, shaking things up and you're coming on their reputation I feel like that's the point where they get scared and are going to start listening to you hitting them where it hurts yeah anyone disagree well I agree but I think um, the lawsuit is also hurting them and hitting them where it hurts and I think in a specific case of um, the proctoring lawsuit it wasn't really that they wouldn't listen to you know the democratic body but they just had to implement you know a way to yeah look to yeah, what students were doing during an exam. Um, and they yeah, hadn't really that much time to do it and to think about it, so they did it. Um, and then the CSR said, well, wait a minute. But it wasn't really that they thought, oh, we're going to do it and we won't listen to the CSR. I think it wasn't just that. So why did, why did relations break down to the point where this had to go to the courts? That seems, seems like overkill, frankly. Anyone know? Yes. I don't know, obviously, (laughs) but I have an idea maybe or something that could be improved. I think sometimes it's a bit, it's easy to see the university as kind of our enemy and kind of just going against it and kind of seeing them as uh, kind of wanting to make our life as hard as possible. And I don't really see that. I think there's a lot of big issues and often sometimes there's just not solutions that are you know presented and I think that's a strong point of the CSR we can actually work on policies and solutions together so instead of maybe fighting a lawsuit actually being there talking to the UFA and presenting our possible solutions right um, so for example for the proctoring situation instead of maybe having a lawsuit which is which was not super successful as we as we've seen uh, maybe working on what can be done differently and what can actually um, what alternatives there are to proctoring okay. and how how the university could do that and I think if you talk to the university on a level uh, on a constructive level I think that's that's where you can get further and yeah. I think that's also making it easier for both sides yeah and I think there's... so we've got we've got kind of two competing views here both of which I see value in on the one hand Luana we've got uh, protest and you know making your voices heard to the point where you become impossible to ignore and on the other hand we've got working within the structures of power and trying to make the relationship that already exists with between the CSR and the exec as uh, productive as possible and constructive as possible yeah. these are two very different um, points of view and I'd like to know which side of that divide if you had to pick one the other candidates uh, would choose. And let's just go round uh, clockwise. So Abby, 
go first? Well, I don't, it's a bit difficult because I also was um, going to try to explain that um, I sat in on an OV meeting within the FSR FMG at one point, um, and they were discussing the proctoring. Um, my faculty, political science, chose not to because of privacy concerns. Yep. Um, so it seems like faculties also have that choice, but I remember them speaking about it and saying that they are resistant to um, changing proctoring because um, it's more expensive to do alternative forms of exams, and it's more expensive to... Um, uh, I guess you'd have to hire more people or something. I'm, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember that. And so, I mean, going back to your original uh, question um, about, like, how did it get to this point? I think it's because Uva just was, you know, I mean, financial reasons, I feel like, <laughs> does lead back to that, you know? Right. But then um, if that's the case, and if, if, if you excuse uh, the phrase, if the buck stops there, <laughs> then surely is activism and protests not your only recourse? Um, What's the point? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think, if, I think, if, what, I think to, if the university can't afford yeah, yeah, to yeah. do the things that if you would like it to do, if that's the way that students want to mobilize, and if that's the way that we have to create change, then yes, I think we need different avenues for students to get involved. And so I'm very open to, you know, how can we do this? How can we, you know, I, I think, I think, trying to think of these innovative ways. And I think it's still really important to try to collaborate with the UVA because you don't want an all-out like, okay, mm. well, screw you guys, we're just gonna like you know, go crazy or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hopefully not go crazy, but you know. <laughs> um, but, oh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, okay, no, it's. But, it's... but you, I think you get my point. Like, yeah. I, I think that there should be multiple avenues for um, student involvement and for students to really try to get this point to the UVA. And I think that there was with, of course, the, um, the first example regarding um, the exchange program. So, I mean, yeah. So there was a lot of protests for that, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I mean, I saw so many petitions, and I mean, different kinds of protests as well. You know, there's there's different forms that you can engage in, and um, yeah, I think I think you know, of course, the students are the most important thing here. So the the ways that they want to mobilize, I think, absolutely. Okay, um, Yuri and Sophia, what do we'll take it, Yuri first, and then Sophia? Um, protest. Where do you stand on it? Uh, well, I would like to. Um answer the original question you no know, a can you, bit? this okay. one this question okay um yeah well i'm not um in favor or against it per se you know i think you can be you can have the best of both worlds you know what does that look because, like uh well that looks like the following you can be you can have a can have a constructive conversation with yuva um <clears throat> and i think in most cases you can then agree on most issues but in the cases uh where it is not the case uh, maybe then then you have to put up a fight and then you can indeed, you know, uh, file petitions or, you know, even go to court. But I think indeed, and that, you know, that has been said before, I think the, uh, the UFA is very willing to, you know, uh, engage in that conversation and to come your way. But maybe if they don't come your way, yeah, then you have to uh, say, I am here and you have to listen to me. Okay. Sophia? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the, obviously the way that we're all aiming to solve these issues is kind of through conversation and through them listening and, you know, integrating the policy ideas, like you said, that we would put forward for them. So I think that for me, that's always um, plan A. That's always plan A. But I think that it's definitely if if the CSR, for example, doesn't feel like their ideas that they're putting forward are being listened to. I think that that's a way where, you know, you can say, look, these are all the students behind us. These are the people that this is all about and look we have this many people signing the petition or look how many people showed up to this thing i think that that can really strengthen the point you're trying to put forward so i think that 
um, if you know plan A doesn't work, that plan B will actually help. Plan B is going to require a whole lot of work to make happen, whether it's rallying, trying to rally hundreds, if not you know all of the students to your cause, or if it's going to the courts. Are you prepared for that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, ideally it would not get to that point. Ideally, it doesn't have to but even it, get it, there. It, it does. But it, it probably, does get to that point, uh, for, right? some re- for some topic, it probably will. Yeah. Realistically looking at it, it probably will get to that point. And I think that definitely if you're really passionate about your idea, you you should have the you know passion to also um, rally people together and be a spokesperson for the issue so that people follow behind you to rally with you. Okay. I think that's a good place to leave the first half of the debate. And we'll come back. Well, we won't come back, but you at home. (laughs) If you would like to listen to the rest of it, just go back to wherever you found this one and look for part two. Thank you.